0: Welcome to the Men on Purpose podcast, featuring dynamic conversations with emerging and established visionary men on purpose. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the men on purpose who are committed, creative, courageous changemakers, living their best, most fulfilling life possible. Now, here's the host of Men on Purpose,
1: Ian Lobos. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mental Purpose Podcast, where we celebrate mental purpose and we provide our listeners with wisdom and immediately actionable steps to be more purposeful, powerful, and positive in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Ian Lobos, and today we welcome a very special guest from the West Coast, Kyle Stanley. Now, Kyle has had his hand in a ton of different industries from broadcasting to health and wellness, the sales game, as well as even owning his own business. All of those just stepping stones to his true calling as he discovered in 2019, which was real estate investing. And I know Kyle's going to have a lot for all of our listeners here who are desiring to step out of that nine to five or to step out of that thing that they're doing that they don't love and into something great. So since then, Kyle's actually been able to create a financially free life that's allowed him to stop stressing about his bank account and start focusing on traveling, giving back to his community and developing relationships that will last a lifetime. I know that sounds amazing to me. I know it sounds amazing to all of you. Kyle, welcome to Men on Purpose. Ian, thanks so much for having me, man. I've been looking forward to uh, meeting you and being on this show. Well, it's our pleasure. So let's jump right into it. You know, the thing that pops out for me is, you know, in service to our listeners, our audience who are sitting in their cars or in their homes right now saying, all right, you must be special you know, like Kyle's got to have something. Did he, did he have some cash? You know, what was his springboard? And and I want to start from the beginning. So what was it about all those different jobs, those different industries? Why'd you hop so much? What, what was going on?
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm a person who really enjoys change. So that also means I get bored very easily. Um, so, you know, one of those things that I, I really like get out of all those industries was it was one of those things that I I was excited about at that time. But was it a true like lifelong passion? The only thing I really thought was a lifelong passion of mine was when I got into sports broadcasting, I thought I was gonna be the next like play by play guy for the Chicago Cubs. And like, I followed baseball my entire life grew up with Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, like all that. And then I got in that industry. And I was like, wow, this actually kind of sucks. Like you've got to travel six months out of the year. So like you really can't have a family. Um, Like all these people who are around you. I started in the news, which like sports is the redhead stepchild of the news. So (laughs) it was like one of those things where I was just like, wow, like I'm really in a negative atmosphere. And I kind of felt myself just going down this spiral of not being around the kind of people um, that I wanted to build my life around now. Now with that being said, I've had some really incredible friends that I got from that, but the majority of that industry, just, I didn't feel like, um, I really had what I wanted, uh, to stay there term. And, and along the way with all these things I've done, I've learned that I really like helping people. I like freedom. I like to be able to know that, um, I can make decisions without having to worry about what other people think, um, or having to answer to a boss. I definitely learned that early on that I did not (laughs) want to answer to a boss. Uh, But it was like all these little things kind of combined in one sales, um, helping people uh, being able to use like the sports broadcasting background. Now that I have a podcast and YouTube channel, I bring that in it was like all these things kind of combined into one. And at the end of the day, the biggest thing was true financial freedom. Everything else that you look at that preaches financial freedom I just didn't really see it or believe in it until
1: I saw real estate. And since then, been on fire about it. Love that. What was the break point where you just said, all right, enough. I'm out. Like, I've got to make this leap now. And then I'm going to ask you to walk us through that after you answer that question. But What was that break point where you just had to make a decision?
0: In getting into real estate, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well I'll go back to 2013 when I first, I mean the very first time I ever heard the term passive income, I was 26 years old, which Joe. is a crime in itself. <laughs> um, like I, now I, I really like for me, man, now that I've found true passive income, I want to go back and I want to like actually get in part of these entrepreneur clubs and in, in these high schools and like just go and talk to people about passive income because it just wasn't anything that I learned growing up. So when I first learned about that, I got into direct sales, uh, a network network marketing company in health and wellness. And, you know, it was this like dream of make money in your sleep, help a lot of people. The people you help today will be paying you 20, 30, 40 years down the road. Um, and it was this whole like carrot in front of me the whole time. And, it, and I'm not saying that that can't be possible for other people, but for me, it really just didn't fit my skill sets. Um, and so, it was about four years into that where I just kept bringing on new people, losing people, bringing on new people, losing people, and it was just this, like this cycle of it just I felt like I was on a hamster wheel of trying to get to financial freedom. And my dad um, ended up being diagnosed with bone cancer in 2016, went into hospice in 2018, and it was at at--home hospice, and I called up um, all my teammates that were in that business, and I told them, "Hey, family's first right now." and basically within two months like that income was almost completely gone and I was like man this whole thing that I thought was passive income really wasn't yeah um and so at that point I, I really just like had to think what what will provide me with the lifestyle that if something like this happens if I have a family member that is sick um if a freaking pandemic happens <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> like what what's going to actually protect me right and I just kept on getting drawn back to real estate. And so I started listening to the Cardone Zone with Grant Cardone. I started hearing about multifamily investing and I I soon realized like, okay, this is great, but I don't have the money to get into apartments. Um, So I just kept on educating myself for four months, man. I just listened to podcasts um, and I just, I got more and more excited, but I just got more and more confused about how do I get started. And finally, January 6th, 2019, I said yes to real estate. I remember it because it was just basically 10 days before my dad passed away. And it was one day before I started a brand new job in sales that really I wasn't convinced was going to be the thing either. Uh, But I finally was just like, this is it. And I was so Convinced that I was scared about how convinced I was that I brought my mom into this day three of this seminar and was like, "Please tell me that like I'm crazy and then I'm just being sold by these people." And two hours (laughs) into it, she's like, "I think you'd be crazy if you didn't do this." Yeah, yeah. okay.
1: I I'm doing this thing, and since then, haven't looked back. That's awesome, man. I love that. So I now we've got your big, you know, the 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 piece that shifted in your life because. Look, let's face it. I mean, most people need a big shift to actually mm-hmm. shift or something, some kind of big event. So once you did that, I mean, it's only been a year and a couple months if you think about it mm-hmm. and you've been really successful at it. Like, where did it go from there? So let's, let's talk about the journey because again, our audience, there's going to be people in our audience that want to do this. Right. And they need somebody who's like you, who just did it, who lived a very normal life. And this is what it looked like when I pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. So I want you to kind of talk about that for a little bit is what did that look like? Like January 9th, January 6th, 2019. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm doing this. Yeah. And yeah. What, is, what is pulling the trigger look like?
0: Yeah. Well, it first of all, to like your uh point there of me not being special, I really wasn't. I mean, up until, this deciding moment, the most I'd ever made in a year was $75,000. Yeah. Um, I had basically about $20,000 in the bank. Uh, so $20,000 is not going to buy you a house.
1: No. <laughs> so, well, in some parts of the country, will. Y-
0: yes, not, not, uh, any house that I want to deal with. I'll <laughs> <No>. say that. <laughs> um, and, and so I just, it, the, the number one thing that got me really excited about real estate was, um, the fact that you could be resourceful and network and you could be successful. And so those were two of my biggest strengths. I knew that if I didn't have the answer, I could find the answer. And I knew that, I I love developing relationships. I love providing value to people. I love helping people and that's what networking is networking is not going to some like networking deal and giving your story and and hoping people bring you a bunch of business networking is giving value to people and so I saw those things and said I can do this. So I just got a couple mentors. Paid for some mentors. That was a big yep, thing. Yep. And asked them, what do I do? And they told me, you need to put in offers. You need to put in offers all the time. I don't care if it's on the MLS. I don't care if you're throwing out marketing. You have to be putting in offers. So the first two months, I said, my goal is three to five offers a week. And I sucked in the beginning. I mean, I was horrible. I literally, it was taking me an hour and a half just to figure out what I was going to offer on a house. Right. Today, I can do that in two minutes. Uh, but in the beginning, it was like, man, this is it, it, and it was a grind too. That's the thing. It was like, I was getting done with the sales job that I just started at four o'clock going home and evaluating two or three houses. And it was taking another three to four and a half hours. Wow. And, but I, but I stayed strong to that. And two and a half months into it on February, or it was like the end of February. Um, I got my first offer accepted and I was like, Oh shit! What do I do now? (laughs) And so it was one of those moments where I just called up my mentor and was like, "Tell me what to do." And that was the cool thing is I I learned that if I would do the work, I would have a way to be able to find out what to do next. Yeah. Um, And it was that confidence of doing that first deal. Um, It basically, I mean, we didn't make a lot. I made sixty one hundred bucks on a flip. Um, It was one that I raised the money and paid back the the lender after it was sold and really had very little amount left. It was a deal that I would not do today, but it gave me the confidence that it worked and I could go out and do it again. And it showed other people that I was real too. It showed people that I wasn't faking it, that I was actually gonna do this thing. And before I knew it, people were bringing me deals. And fast forward to today, we've done a lot of deals in the first year and a half. Um, and my mind has been really open up to so many different ways of real estate that, uh, you know, it's, it, especially right now, everything's just about adjusting and yeah.
1: and we're just looking for new deals everywhere. So um, do you keep any of those? I know you've got short-term rentals. You, do you have any long-term rentals? Yeah, I do. Um, okay. So
0: every rental currently that I own um, is either only short-term or is a combination of a long-term and short-term, meaning yeah. there's multiple units on the property. One's a long-term, one's a short-term. Got it. Um, we are, we just picked up two this month for subject to uh, deals and those subject two deals will be in areas that are not short-term rental friendly. So we are going to just do those as long-term rentals. Uh, but yeah, I mean, basically to answer your question, Ian, like my main focus is building up my short-term rentals business. That is, is what truly creates the passive income for me. And I know if I get a new deal. I just added at least six thousand to ten thousand dollars of passive income for the entire year, which yep. is really exciting. Um, but then I like that bonus money of going and doing a flip or doing a wholesale and getting that big, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollar check yep. with a little bit more active effort in there.
1: Yeah, I get that. And are you are you doing this in Sacramento or are you doing this outside of Sacramento? Well I'm I'm in Fresno so oh, Fresno. Um, Fresno. Sorry, Fresno's sorry. a little
0: yeah. bit yeah Fresno's a little bit south of uh, Sacramento um, and so all of my short term rentals are all in Fresno okay. um, and then pretty much anything within like a 45 minute radius I'll use as a, a real estate investment strategy whether it's Got a it. flip or a wholesale or anything like that
1: That makes sense Now um, so I want to take a quick break and when we okay. come back I want to talk to you about the importance of mentorship and I want to talk to you about Trusting yourself, facing that fear—like that's what we're going to talk about when we get back. Sound good? Sounds great. Cool. All right, so we're going to be right back with uh, Kyle Stanley, Fearless Flipper, Fearless Investing. It was Fearless <laughs> Flipping. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, be right back with Kyle Stanley from Fearless Investing. All right, I want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, reading, and reviewing our awesome show in Australia. That's right, we're downloaded in 97 countries, and Australia's one of them. And we've got a ton. Of listeners in Australia. So shout out to you guys, Australia. And also want to let you know that if you want to find out more about Kyle or any of our other guests, you go to mentalpurposepodcast.com and forward slash guest name. Today's guest, obviously Kyle Stanley. So mentalpurposepodcast.com forward slash Kyle Stanley to get all the details. We'll be right back in a moment with Kyle Stanley. All right, everybody, we are back with our guest, Kyle Stanley. And remember, Anything you want to know about Kyle or any of our other guests can be found at mentalpurposepodcast.com forward slash Kyle Stanley, S-T-A-N-L-E-Y. And remember, you can also find out about Kyle or any of our other guests in the show notes. So again, mentalpurposepodcast.com forward slash Kyle Stanley or check out those show notes. All right, so Kyle, before we went on break, we were talking about the importance of mentorship. And I want to Mm -hmm. talk to you about that because you mentioned that The mentor was like, you know, you had some pivotal pieces in there, but the mentorship was a crucial step in when you were scared, let's say, Mm -hmm. or when you were not confident or not trusting, you had that mentor to follow back on or fall fall back on. So I want to talk a little bit about the mentor stuff, but I also want to talk about how you face those fears, how you were able to trust yourself, be confident with your inability, because let's face it, you had an inability, you know, Mm -hmm. you were just learning the skills. Um, so let's talk about that mentorship. What would you recommend for somebody?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, now that I'm mentoring people on especially short term rentals, um, what I've just really learned is that you know it, it's such a cliche, but it's so true. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Uh, because I was looking, I was dying to pace someone honestly to get me to this free lifestyle. Um, and the first one that came along was a a business or an organization called fortune builders. You know, they really painted the picture for how you can flip and wholesale and all this stuff. And like, you know, it was 30,000 bucks. And I was like, Holy cow. Like that's way more than I wanted to, but I was so ready that it really didn't matter how much. Um, So it could have been a thousand dollars. It could have been a hundred thousand dollars and I would have found a way because I just, to me, that was the way to get the help. And then, Shortly after that, you know, I found other mentors, um, that didn't charge me, but you know, I, I, like I said before, I, I always want to give as much value as possible. So the, you, you asked the question, you know, if someone wants mentorship, you either got to pay with money, you yep. got to pay with value. And yep. now that I'm teaching other people. Um, short-term rentals. I also teach them just overall life skills. And one of them is providing value. And that's a question I get a lot is, well, how, how am I expected to provide value to you know, a landlord or to a real estate investor if I've never done any deals? And that's, that's not what value is. Value goes beyond that. Value could be as little as buying a cup of coffee. It yeah. could be as much as writing a handwritten letter, uh, sharing how much you appreciate that person. Before you and I just got on this show, you know, we were talking about how you're looking for, you know, uh, a missing piece of your business, and I know someone yeah. else in Baltimore, Maryland, and and I'm and and you know, it can be just connecting totally. people together. Um, I I think you're uh, again to be cliche, not to be cliche, but your net worth really is uh, equal to your network, and the more that you can continue to build that and help people, um, the more that you're going to be able to. Find more mentors in your life that will do things for you for free uh, because you provide so much value to them. So um, hopefully that
1: answers your question. Yeah, man. That's a really great statement. I'm glad you brought that up because so many people ask me the same thing. Like, how do I get, you know, they'll, they'll ask me about coaching and I'll say, well, you know, these are my, these are the rates and i will say, well, I can't do that right now. I'll say, great. Then, you know, you, you have to pay to play in some capacity. And I take, mm-hmm. I take people on that, that can't pay in, in, in monetary sense, but they're mm-hmm. doing stuff like maybe they're analyzing deals for me, or maybe they're doing something over here and they're working in my business with me. And I'm saying, cool, you do yep. this and I'll, I'll trade you a little bit of coaching or whatever, whatever it is. You're totally right on that value piece. I love that. you're well, I've,
0: I've got a friend of mine here in town who's a wholesaler and you know, he's going to charge you a few thousand bucks if you want to get mentorship or you can tell him, Hey, Give me your list. I'll cold call for you. Yeah. And he'll actually pay you to be a cold caller right. and you'll learn all of his systems and everything yes. but while he's paying you like that. But, but again, that person's providing a value back to the wholesaler of helping them find deals. Yep. So it has to be value in either monetary or a
1: service. Yeah. You got to be creative and you've got to think. You actually, you actually don't need to think. <laughs> don't think about <laughs> who's tried it before. This might not work. Just go for it. The worst someone's going to say is no, most successful people. And I know this from, you know, getting, jumping into a personal development circle, very, you know, at the deep end, you got to be the squeaky wheel if you want to get the most amount of help and the most amount of attention. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, people pay attention. They, they, most very successful people, wealthy people, they want people that will learn from them. Most of them, some of them are just selfish, but most people want to turn around and help. Yes. So don't think about, oh, has somebody tried that? Oh, what if they say no? Just go for it. The worst they're going to say is no. And if you do something real ballsy, they're going to thank you and they're going to celebrate you for giving it a shot. They're probably going to take notice of you even more because you just went for it. You know,
0: you know, what's crazy. The number one thing you can do when you finally have the time and attention from a mentor, it seems so simple. (laughs) do what they tell you to do. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) The number of people that won't do what a mentor who is making, it doesn't even matter. It could be $100,000. It could be $100 million. The fact is they've made more money than you doing this thing. You have their time and attention right now, and they're giving you the gold. And now you turn around and you either get scared of doing it or you make up excuses of why you're not able to do that versus them. And you know what that mentor is going to do? They're going to ask you, hey, did you do what I told you? And when you say no, they're going to say, I don't care how much you're spending on that steak dinner that you want to take me to. If you're not going to do the work, I don't want to spend my time with you. Dude, uh, yes. yes. yeah, it's, it's
1: as simple as that. Another great point. I had some mentees in my business a couple of years ago, begged me, begged me to, to just be in my orbit and, uh, and I'm not to my own horn. I'm just saying like, this was an example. And I remember saying, here's, here's what I'd like you to do. And they never did it. Mm-hmm. And then I just started pulling back and they're like, Hey, what's, what's the deal? What, why aren't you helping us? I'm like, cause guys, if you can't help yourself, I can't yeah. help you. I, yeah. and there's nothing I can do. And I, and listen, I've had that happen to me with mentors that I went for that I wanted to be in their orbit. So real quick, man, I want to talk about, I want to talk about fear and, um, and And trusting or your instincts or your confidence or or something, just having mm-hmm. that you know mix of education and just your intuition that yes, you can do this
0: yeah, uh, so I guess what, what you're asking me is just knowing when to trust your gut
1: yeah, so like when you when you were at that that seminar, you brought your mom in for some additional support. She said, hey, I think you should go for it. I've been to those seminars. They're extremely catchy, right? Mm -hmm. And I know you're thinking at the time, it's like, man, this sounds really good to be true. It's like very expensive. So how do I, I guess it'll work. And at that moment, how do you, without the salesy stuff, without the pitch, how did you say to yourself, I got this. I know I can do this.
0: Well, number one, I had a huge desire and a need. Um, you know, they say nothing changes, nothing changes. I had been through so many different things that I just was like 99% bought into, but that 1% was really holding me back from being great at it. I was really, I can be really good at anything. You know, a lot of people um, even asked me like, Hey, you know, aren't you going to be a dad? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe like, I know I'd be a great dad, but it doesn't mean I have to be a dad. Um, I know I'd be probably really good at being a teacher, but it doesn't mean I have to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of what I was with a lot of these other things. I, uh, I know I'm a great salesman. I know I can do, um, you know, the whole like videography stuff. And I, I've done all those things. I knew I could be great at them, but I just wasn't fully bought in. And when I sat down and I had been researching for four months, I already was bought into the idea of real estate. I just didn't know in what capacity. And then when it was staring me in the face with all the answers that I had been asking questions to, that was when um, I really felt comfortable with it. And, and I, you know, I, I learned from someone at that seminar who's now a close friend of mine, how to make really big decisions in your life. And yeah. I, I apologize if I don't get all seven of these, but he gave me six ways to make a really big decision in your life, yeah. which is more of an analytical way of trusting your gut. But at the same time, it can, I, I believe it is better than trusting your gut. Um, let me see if I can get all So he gave me six. I added a seventh one that I'll, I'll share with you, but basically is it moral? Is it ethical? Is it logical? Will it make you money? um what was the other one um do you want to do it yeah <laughs> was another question <laughs> willingness yes uh, i'm missing one other one but the one that i added on is are you okay with the worst case scenario
1: hmm.
0: if you're okay with the worst case scenario and you love the best case scenario then what's the worst that can happen basically you're just asking yourself what is the worst that can happen right um, and so I looked at all those and I saw real estate and I said, is it logical? Yeah. People are making tons of money with real estate. Um, will it make me money? Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing exactly how it will right now. I see the numbers. Is it logic? Is it ethical? Yes. As long as I do this with what, you know, is ethical and I don't try to screw people over, um, like some wholesalers or people will sure. do as long as I take a good ethical approach, then yes. Is it uh, moral? That was the other one. Is it moral? That was the one I was missing. Is it within my beliefs? Yes, it is. Is it legal? Yes, it's legal. It's 100% legal. It's, people are doing it all over the place. Right. And then, did I want to do it? Yes. I proved myself the last four months. Yes, I wanted to do this. Worst case scenario, the worst case scenario is that I pay these guys $30,000 and I learn a lot and I get a couple properties that do absolutely nothing yep. and I mm-hmm. gave it a shot Okay. Losing $30,000 sucks, but possibly financial freedom. What I've been searching for. It was, it it didn't, it didn't even like, there was was no like, huh, I wonder if I should. It was like, no, duh. Like (laughs) is $30,000 worth potentially having the lifestyle that you've always wanted. Yes. Yes, it is. And so, um, that, that was
1: really the way that I was able to trust my gut. You brought up the willingness in there. You know, that's a, that's something I use in my businesses all the time is, you know, you could have the skills, you could have the mindset, you could have the desire, you could have everything. However, if you don't actually have the willingness to do the work, not going to happen. And Willingness might be one of the most important things besides like moral and ethical and legal. You know, once you have those, it's like, cool. Can this company get me the skills? Yes. Cool. Am I willing to actually do the work? You know what? I don't know if I am. Okay. Well, then take a step back. But if you're willing to do the work, whatever it takes, not just the work in front of you, but whatever it takes—the late nights, the early mornings, the weekends, whatever—then you go for it. Yep, that's a great. And point.
0: I, I just had a uh, recently a couple weeks ago. I had a very similar situation where it marked off all of the other check boxes, but when it came down to, am I willing to do this? Do I want to do this? I just didn't really want to. Even though it, what I was looking at in the face was an opportunity to create possibly a seven figure passive business, I just at the end of the day was like, I'm not going to be excited about this. You're talking and about if the I'm MLM? I'm not excited about it, then what's the point? You're talking about the MLM? Uh, th- this was a couple of weeks ago. I was, I was presented with oh, an, oh. an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was another MLM deal, uh, but it was in life insurance. And, and I just, right. man, I, I was excited for a bit, but then I was like, you know what? I just don't know if this is really what I want to do, and um, and I just decided it's t- it, I need to continue to focus on exactly what I've been so passionate about the last year and a half. So yep. um, that was the first for me too was just saying no to an opportunity yeah. because as you saw, I've jumped from a lot of different things, and um, and I, yeah. So long story short, that, <laughs> that's exactly how I think you can trust your gut. <laughs>
1: The fantastic, well, well, well explained. Cause look, I mean, there's so many people out there that are, you know, look, we're going through COVID at this time, right? And there's so many people out there that have, that before this whole thing happened and they were sitting at home, they were sitting in their desk, they were on the road, you know, 50 weeks a year. Um, and they were like, man, it would just be so nice if I could have this other opportunity. If I had just one opportunity, I can make this thing happen. And I like what you said about there was an opportunity that was presented in front of you and you saw what could be from it and you followed mm-hmm. that formula that said, you know what, Dom? I'm just not going to, I don't want it. I just like, yeah. I want the result of it. I just don't want the work and like the, that path. I'm okay yep. with the real estate path. That's really, that's really amazing because so many people chase shiny objects, myself, super guilty, yeah. Just about every entrepreneur, right? Yeah, of course. And you kind of have to. And that, you know, I, I interviewed my dad um, first episode of this season and we, um, we talked about that. Like, you've got to jump in. He always taught me like, just keep rolling, fail, mm-hmm. fall, get punched, hit the ground, get hit by whatever, just keep rolling forward. You'll find that thing that you slot into and you can put your everything into and it doesn't take everything from you and you really enjoy it. And that's what it sounds like real estate has done for you.
0: It has. And, you know, uh, what I can really thank this whole COVID thing for is, you know, um, we were on track for just a phenomenal year. And obviously, with everything that happened, a lot of things just came to a halt. We're still going to have a great year. But what this really taught me was, man, if everything gets taken from me tomorrow, um, this whole like sitting – in front of a TV and watching Netflix cause I have no hobbies cause I put so much effort into, you know, co- into my, my business. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, that like, what's the point of building all this if I'm not going to use it for more than yeah. things that will only make me happy for a second. What, why am I not putting this into something that will fulfill me like traveling uh, like, you know, going and um, just being able to get back to the community, whether that's financially or, you know, we've got a, a little, pitbull um, like rescue place that I want to go start, um, you know, volunteering my time to do. And it's those things that I'm like, I don't need to be the best. I don't need to be, uh, making a million dollars. I need to be making about $10,000 of passive income a month to right. live this kind of lifestyle. Yep. And I'm, I'm basically there. So like, do I, yeah, there's, there's the growth that you want to make, but now I know I'm doing it because, it's for the lifestyle that I want, not for the lifestyle that someone else wants or what I'm supposed to be following. And, I'm, and I have to be the best. I, I, don't, I don't have to be the best. I just have to be the best for the type of lifestyle that I want. Yes. Um, and I, I think that's what has, this has really helped me to realize. You
1: know, fantastic point to end on. We like fantastic point. I'm so glad you made that. Your lifestyle the lifestyle yeah. that you want to live, not the dream fantasy on Instagram. That right. motivates you. That, that's what you want. Hit it, roll it. But how much time do you spend chasing that lifestyle right. and not living the life today? That's, a, that's I, I'm so glad we ended on that. So listen, that wraps us up. Perfect. 30 minutes <laughs> down, maybe. So look, I want to, uh, I want to thank Kyle Stanley for, for bringing so much value to today's episode. And obviously most importantly, or equally as importantly, I want to thank all of you, our loyal listeners for tuning in each week and supporting this, this great show, especially since I've taken over, we've had, uh, just, just, just so much love and support. And I'm very, very, very grateful. Remember you can go to com forward slash Kyle Stanley to find out more about Kyle and all the cool stuff he's doing. Um, and you can, you know, feel free, comment, and leave suggestions on, uh, our Facebook or our Instagram account. Remember, thanks for tuning in. And we all have a choice. Choose to be on purpose. Thanks again for listening to the men on purpose
0: podcast, where our mission is to educate, elevate, and activate every man to truly live their best, most fulfilling life possible. To find out more about the podcast, our guests are becoming a man on purpose. Visit menonpurposepodcast.com
1: and choose your most purposeful path forward.